Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected. All life is energy, and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. So, and, and ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching us this for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is It's Monday Only in Your Mind with author Michael Cooper. Michael, welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you, Caroline. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for being with us. Now, Michael, please share with our listeners um, your journey of awakening, your path, your unique path, because everyone has a unique story to share that, that helps to inspire others to find their unique journey. So please share. Okay. Um, my story, I guess it, I had a typical upbringing. I had good parents and, and uh, I'm one of six children. And for whatever reason, I was never like academically um, with it in school. And I wasn't a, like, um, I wasn't, I was a, an athlete, but I wasn't a, very, a, a great athlete. I wasn't one of the kids that shine. So mm -hmm. I was always like a mediocre individual, which, which is okay. But for me, I never could, was able to accept that. I always seemed to want to be somebody else. I always wanted to be the smart person. or I wanted to be the person who was good athletically. But I, I didn't know how to work for it or to go about it. So for me, I had friends in school. But having this, this inner... Um, conflict with myself mm -hmm. when I turned roughly 13 14 years old I started reaching out and drinking alcohol and, and that started the process it made me feel good and it kind of like I forgot all those inadequacies that self-imposed inadequacies you know Yes. So as as I got older and and grew alcohol became more accessible I drank more and then there was drugs mixed in gambling I came I, I lived in North New Jersey and um, I often say like people talk about dysfunctional families so I came from a dysfunctional neighborhood okay. well, <laughs> I, I, I was born in North New Jersey down there right. yeah I was yeah born, me too okay I was born in North New Jersey in 62 I was born in St. James Hospital where my mom worked for over 50, my mom worked at St. James Hospital Down Neck, they call it. You've heard of Down Neck, um, in the Portuguese section of Newark. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so, and but I was raised in the um, in the Weequake section of Newark. Okay. So, uh, so yes. So I am familiar with Newark. <laughs> okay. I uh, too was born in St. James. St. James. We were I born was in born the in St. James. Yeah, yeah. Same hospital. <laughs> yeah. No, what, yeah, what, yeah. what year were you born? 1958, I was born. 
58. Okay, my mom was there. So, uh, my mom was there. Yeah, I'm 59. Okay. Um, my mom was the supervisor <laughs> of the lab there for 55 years. What are the chances of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. My mom probably. What are the did, chances of that? Yeah, my mom probably did the blood work on you when you were uh, born. You're probably right. <laughs> What That's small, funny. Yeah, what a small yeah. world. Wow. Yeah, so so I mean I just say that because like on every at every corner there was there was a different group of people. There was guys who did B and E's, there was guys who drank, there were guys who did drugs, there were guys who gambled, and there was the sports guys. In the beginning I was involved with the sports guys. Mm -hmm. But I, what I said was like I always say it, I was like the tenth man on the baseball team the sixth man on the basketball team. Okay. I was okay, but I was never good enough to start. And I didn't like that. So eventually I gravitated towards alcohol and, and drugs and that became my main focus. Okay. And I did this for roughly till I was like 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And then I lost an older, my oldest brother died from, from uh, addiction problems. And, um, that kind of forced my parents to do something with me. I had a lot of problems because of alcohol and drugs in my life. It caused me a lot of heartache. It caused other people heartache. I was never able to attain anything, any kind of material things. Everything went to that. It was like one big party. And uh, when I was 26 and my parents forced me to, to get help or get out of the house, I said, okay, I'll go see what, what was going to happen to me, you know, what, what this was about. I had no idea what, what uh, alcoholism was or, or any kind of addiction problem. So I, I went away and it gave me an education, you know, and, but I wasn't ready to stop. And then what happened was, is it was a two year period where, where I would go to a 12 step program and, and everything would be okay for a couple of weeks, and then I would start using alcohol or drugs again. And this started a two-year period. And then one day, I just said, that's enough. And, and I was just at the bottom, so I thought, and, and, I, and I went to the 12-step program, and my life got better. Materialistically, my life got a lot better. Now, I didn't have a real clear understanding of, why I did what I did, I didn't really care, that I wasn't doing it anymore, seemed to be okay with everybody. And as, as I stayed clean, I wasn't wasting my money anymore, I got a job, and, and what happened was is, um, you know, I started attaining things, I, I met a woman who's now my wife, and, and I got a job that I'm still at for 29 years, and, uh, you know, it just seemed to progress the way you think life is supposed to be. So I had to, I have two children, 23 year old daughter and a 21 uh, year old son. And, um, it, everything was perfect. Everything was the way I wanted it. Yes. You know, so I thought, and after 18 years, I wound up becoming addicted to pain medication. And what happened was, is I understood from the 12-step meetings a little bit about being self-centered and being selfish, but I, I didn't have a real clear understanding of it in the heart level. To me, there's a difference from living from the head and the heart. Mm 
And right. And what happened was, is I was purely stuck in my head. And, and this is how I lived life. I still had a lot of anger. I still had a lot of problems in my life because I didn't know how to deal with people. I didn't know how to deal with relationships. But on the, the outside, according to society's standards, I had it made. I was going on vacations. I was making good money. Like I said, I've, I'm still in the same job. I was a supervisor. I mean, everything seemed on the outside to be okay. But I had to ask myself, why did I get addicted to this pain medication? It was actually after like maybe a two-year period of, of being on this medication, and I was getting it from Canada. So the, 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 uh, my dealer was the FedEx man. Okay. <laughs> That's, I used to wait for him to come. Yeah, that was my dealer. I used to wait for him. You know, I needed my fix. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, I knew I had to get off it. One day I was passing a wedding, and this was like, you know, they talk about in the Bible, and I'm not a Bible thumper or anything, but I do use some of the, the you know, the passages, they're very good. The, the size of the, the mustard seed, I had yes. just, just a small inkling of truth. When I passed a wedding and it was, the thought came to me, how am I going to be there for my children mm-hmm. if I don't get off this pain medication? At the time, they were 13 and 11. Okay. So it stopped that squirrel cage mind syndrome, as I call it. And it made me, probably for the first time in my life, Carolyn, it, it was the first thought I had truly for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. How am, how am I going to be there for my children? And it started a chain reaction in motion that I wanted to go get help. Now, my wife really didn't know about the medication. She, uh, she would see every now and then from the FedEx what it was, and I would just tell her it was a supplement because I, I work out. So, mm-hmm. so when she, one, one day I was looking in, on my computer looking to see what am I going to do? I got to get off this stuff. So I was looking at rehabs. Okay. And, and I didn't um, erase the history, and she went on the, on the computer and saw the history. Right. So she approached me. Are you drinking? What, what I had, I didn't drink. I haven't drank in over thirty years. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But but um, she approached me and says, "What's what's? Are you drinking? What's going on?" And I broke down and I told her. Right. And I was living alive for so many years, and and there there was like, even though I was clean and sober per se, and and my life was better on the outside. I was gambling. I was, you know, there was just a lot of, a lot of things going on inside me, you know, that, that never changed from when I was a child, you know? Yes. 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 So this started the process of me finding out, finding a place to go. So I did through my EPA, through my, you know, employees assistance program, I found a place and I went, Mm -hmm. but, but I knew when I was in there, that I just couldn't come out and things be the same because I knew I, I used this medication for a reason. Mm-hmm. See, whenever anybody tries to alter their state of being, there's a reason behind it. Yes. You just don't do it. You just, it's just not natural. It's just not, if you reach out for 
anything. And that's what I really started looking at is that why did I have to reach? And I went all the way back to look at, at um, my childhood and what was the common denominator in all my problems. And it was that self-centeredness. So I started reading a lot of books. I just started reading book after book after book. And, and it started, I started seeing patterns of how I was conditioned to reach outside of myself for my answers. And I never looked inward. Oh, wow. So true. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like un, an unbelievable awakening. It really was. And I saw that, you know what, if, if I don't learn how to not control my mind, but at least see the thoughts for what they were, that I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I started sitting. I started sitting because all these books pointed to the conditioned mind. And I knew if that didn't settle, I was in trouble. So the only thing that I saw that would settle it is, is sitting. I don't call it meditation because when you say meditation, it gives people a preconceived idea of it's this or that. All I did was sit. And as I started sitting, my mind started settling. And I started seeing things in a different way. I started seeing things like I never saw before. Uh, An example would be the neighbor had a dog and the dog was barking four o'clock in the morning. And my first thought was, I want to kill that dog, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was the poor, first thought. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> poor yeah, dog. Yeah, poor dog. Right, right. Yeah, poor dog. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. what happened was the next thought that came into my, you know, came up was, why don't you just let the dog do what he does, and that's bark. And I fell back to sleep. I don't know if the dog uh, stopped barking or not. But I fell back to sleep, and when I woke up a few hours later, I realized my whole problem wasn't life. It was me wanting it different. Mm-hmm. That was such a epiphany. It was mm-hmm. such an eye-opening uh, you know, experience. And I started experiencing many things that way. And I started seeing things that way. You know, I started understanding more about life and the impermanence of life. And... And I started reading more on, on uh, listen, well, I actually, I started listening to Buddhist podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they really resonated with me. And, and I started seeing why I was suffering, why I suffered, and that I caused all my own suffering by my thoughts. It was amazing. But it was never my intention to write a book or to become anything or do anything. But I would talk to people like, what I was discovering, what what was being revealed to me. And people would say to me, well, I never looked at it like that. I never looked at it like that. And one day it just hit me that this needs to be written down because it was all in my head and I knew it, but it, it wasn't at this time though, it was in my heart and I knew it. I had to put it down on paper. I, I really didn't know anything about writing a book. I barely graduated high school. So it wasn't like this, this dream of mine to write a book or anything like that. It, it was really the need of people that inspired it. Yes. And I was looking for a title mm-hmm. for my book. 
And I was in the gym one day, and, and I said to this woman, good morning. She said, how you doing? And she said, now you know, it's Monday. <laughs> and, and it was such an automatic response that it's Monday, you have to suffer. And it was like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And I was walking back to the locker room because I was finished, and it just hit me. You know, there's the title. Yeah. It's Monday only in your mind. And it was like such an automatic response, you know. And then I didn't know what to, like, name the, the subtitle. So it just came to me one day. I was talking to my sister. We were down in Long Beach Island, uh, down the shore in, in New Jersey. And um, we were just throwing subtitles around. And it just hit me. You were not your thoughts. Does a thought comes in, and it, it has no energy until you give it energy. So that's what I really started seeing when I look back, you know, back when I was a child, I had a thought. I had a thought that I was inadequate, and then I would attach to it, and bang, I was inadequate, because that's what I told myself. But if I had the, the, the knowledge or the, the insight to that I have now, I would have said, that's nonsense. You know, and that's what my message is to people, to see what is truly going on. What are you attaching to? What's, what are you holding on to? What, what is causing you to suffer? And, and that's what I really looked at. And once the, and I sit, and I don't sit in any special positions or anything. I just sit. But once I started sitting and my mind started settling, the, the oneness that you talk about, it, it, it just arises naturally. It's not something, see, this is not something that you can read all the books you want. And you could keep it, you could have a world full of knowledge, but if it doesn't go to the heart, you don't change. That's my experience, you know. That's so true. Very, very true. And, and when, right. Mm -hmm. And when I started sitting, that's what started happening. The transition, the hardest transition, the longest transition is from the head to the heart. Yes. And yes. my heart started opening more and more. And the the, the energy, my energy started changing. I, uh, it wasn't all that, that, I'm not a negative and positive uh, person. It's more noise and quietness mm. to me. Mm. And all that mind chatter started to subside. And I started seeing, seeing, and it, it, it's something else, the transformation that has happened, you know. I didn't do it. And I often say that I'm only the instrument, you know. Right. That's, it's beautiful, you know, and it's been 10 years that I've been on this, this journey now, this path, and it keeps expanding. It keeps, I keep going deeper, and what, what the deepness is, is that true oneness that you talk about mm -hmm. is not separating, not, because in my book, the, the main subject is the conditioned mind, and the I self, and how the I self is the ego, is that energy is what causes all the problems in our world, in our whole society. 
whether whether it's America, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's it's Turkey, whether it's it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because once I see me as separate from you, it's separation. But there is none, not truly, because it's all energy, as as you said. And once you see that, it just the transformation is unbelievable. Yes, you know, and that's my message to people. Wow, that is so beautiful, so beautiful, Bika. Like I awoke to the truth of oneness in two thousand and seven, actually from a, a, a quantum physics film documentary, What the Bleep. And I've been studying metaphysics off and on, meta, metaphysics and spirituality off and on for 30 years or more. But I didn't get it until, like you said, when it wasn't a mental thing, it was a heartfelt thing, when I understood the truth of oneness, that there is no separation. Separation is an illusion. Science has mm-hmm. proven this. And I didn't, and not like I needed science to prove it, but science has proven over a hundred years ago. So we're not even talking new science. Uh, right, talking, right. Yeah, over a hundred years ago, science has proven that everything is interconnected. Uh, all the things we're using now, your iPhone, my computer, it, quantum physics, could not exist if everything wasn't all connected. That every that energy is all interconnected. That's right. where all of our modern day technology comes from. The truth of oneness. So and and, and it's not mainstream yet. Where this should be like a no brainer to everybody. That you, yes, you think yeah, yeah, it should be at this point. But um, yeah, that all is. And so when I understood oneness like you said at the heart level not the head level but the heart level my whole world changed right yeah everything opened up and i saw everyone as a part of me an aspect of me so i knew like if i try to deliberately hurt someone i'm just deliberately hurting myself so that was i love how you shared your story in such beautiful detail for our listeners because so many people i know can identify with what you just shared um your journey of waking up to who you really are which is not separate and it comes it wasn't something outside of you it was something within you when you turned within quiet that brain chatter that we yeah. yeah when we say sometimes i have to say to my my mind mind shut up you know just, yeah, yeah you know and i for me i my i i call it meditation but it's just deep breathing i just right. focus on my breath sometimes i use a mantra to quiet the mind but right. it's more deep breathing and i'm into working out every day now which has been six six months i i feel great and my workout is a meditation, you know. I right, right. Uh, yeah. So it's a moving meditation. So, but whatever, like you said, whatever works for a person to quiet that mind and look within and tap into that truth that is within all of us. That right, is right. amazing. Yes. So it, it us, truly is. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Now tell us more about your journey with the book. So you wrote the book ten years ago. Um, the book I wrote about five, five okay. years ago, four, okay. five, you know, it took me about a year to write it and then to get it published and all that self published it okay. because no, nobody that's okay. wanted to touch it. I mean, no, okay. no, that's, 
Oh, it's great. I mean, yeah. look, I have a message of consciousness and trying to get it to, to expand in an unconscious world. Ooh. Not easy. You know? Yes. And Not it's, easy. It's but, actually and, getting more and more. It's getting easier and easier. Now, my inspiration was to do... I, I, I've been asked by listeners to write a book, which I'm just start. I started on Mother's Day, so I am in the process of, of writing um, my first book. But my inspiration came in the middle of the night in January 2015 to do an internet radio show. And in the middle of the night, it's like, and I'm like, I had no idea. I didn't know what a podcast was at that time. I just got up in the middle of the night and Googled. How do you do it? In, you know, how do you start an internet radio show? Right, right. I, I discovered Blog Talk Radio, and I've been doing now my show for two and a half years. So that was my inspiration. But the right. way the way things are, like you said, consciousness. It's all about waking up to to truth, to who we really are inside, and looking for that truth within. Like you said, when you were younger, you you were looking for answers on the outside. Uh, and we right, find right. out the answers really are within us. And um, so, right. and, it, and it, just following that passion and following guidance from within is where it will lead us to where we're supposed to be. So that is so amazing. So tell us, tell us more about the book. Well, wh what the whole premise is of, of what you said is, it's not that people, what really inspired me was, is it's not that people, are stupid or anything they just don't know exactly. they're asleep that's what i say wait right up. they just, just don't know <laughs> they just that they're unaware so, right yeah they're just unaware so my whole process with the book and and um you know with what i do now is to to explain what the conditioned mind is mm -hmm. so people can see why they do what they do. I, I, there's so many things to, to really discuss. I mean, one of the things I always ask people, you know, did you ever do something and said to yourself, why did I do that? And everybody says yes. yes. And, I, and then I say, well, do you realize that the mind that told you to do it is the same mind that is questioning you? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they go, hmm. Hmm. And that is like revealing, you know. Yeah. So it, it's it's all about the attachment to this this conditioning that's in place. Yeah. That isn't nobody's fault. Right. But I looked at my own, taking my own self. I write a, a daily blog. I post on uh, like a hundred groups in Facebook that have asked me to to mm -hmm. to um, post. Right. And it's it's always to to make you think it's never to give you answers i write strictly from my experience of what i see mm -hmm. it's never telling people what to do or it's always what what i've seen and, and my insights you know mm -hmm. and and i just like have a very clear understanding of what the conditioned mind is and how that's at the core of everything yes and and like i said it's not anybody's fault you you take on your your um, you know your your parents' religion. I mean, there's so school teachers. There's so many different things because I I because I 
never felt good about myself in school early on, you're going to, you're going to draw attention to yourself one way or another. So I became the class clown. Okay. Okay. And as I became the class clown, I became the problem child to teachers. My parents had to come to school every year and not only one teacher understood me that I was, I would have probably been classified as maybe ADD today because I needed one-on-one teaching and only one teacher picked that up. And I made the honor roll one with one teacher. All the other teachers, I was a problem. They couldn't get it. They didn't understand it that I needed more one-on-one than a classroom setting. It wasn't beneficial to me. So I got lost in the system. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and then when you start using these, and it's always reaching outside yourself. When you start using these things that are destructive, Mm -hmm. it causes a lot of pain and suffering in the world to you and to those that love you. And like I said, I lost a brother and, There's a lot, you know, there's a, there's a lot of suffering in the world that doesn't have to be if people would just wake up to the fact that become more responsible and stop reaching outside themselves and look inward. I don't limit my book and I wouldn't do it to the addict because Mm -hmm. what I discovered is we're all addicts. We just use different things. And the most thing that people use is their thoughts Mm. that's the thing that people are truly addicted to because they don't know how to take that step back and just be still the bible says be still it doesn't say read another book go to another program i mean i often say that jesus went in the desert went for 40 days that's what the story is you know he didn't take a stack of books with him (laughs) you know <laughs> yeah. You know, I often say, like the the Buddha, it took the Buddha six years, mm-hmm. and he went to towns all over the country. He didn't stop in every town he went to. He went to the library. He sat. <laughs> yes. He sat. And he was still. Right. Yes. Even people use God in the way that okay, we're going to go to church every Sunday. So what are you doing? You're trying to get a better seat in heaven. <laughs> You're trying to move up on the angelic chain of command. Come on. What's like you said, what's going on right now? Mm-hmm. See, the most important thing is, is because people don't understand, that there needs to be people to show them. Right. One, one of, because it, it all is, revolves around being in the present moment. Yes. I mean, that really is the key. Yes. Because people don't understand it, but I've often asked people, well, when you go out in nature, you feel good, right? Yeah. I said, do you you know why that is? Well, no, because there's nothing else. You're there. There's nothing else, no distractions. See, when you get the mind distractions, the noise in the head, the dog chasing its tail syndrome, you just go round and round and round. There's no peace. So you're always reaching for something. And until you find that inner peace by looking inside, it's not going to just happen. Um, and if you're waiting for miracles, it's, you're probably going to die first, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really started um, teaching people about. How, like when you take a breath, I use the breath. Or I'll use like this. I'll use the sensation of touch. Mm-hmm. See, the moment I do this, I'm present. Yes. So the more that you sit, 
and develop discipline, the mind will wander. I'm not trying to, I never try to quiet my mind. The mind wanders. Right. But then this is my anchor. Mm -hmm. So I stay anchored. So my mind wanders. When I catch it, I go back to my anchor. Mm -hmm. And as I do that, the mind's wandered less and less. And I'm able to sit more and more. And as I did that, you, you, you naturally are overcome by the feeling of oneness. Of you, you don't, you start to have compassion that you never had before. You start to understand oneness that you never had before. But it, it all boils down to stopping having the squirrel cage mind settle. And you have to put something in place to allow that. Another book is just reaching out. And I say this, I mean, it, I've been thrown out of a lot of 12-step programs. But I say the, the program, it has its good. I'm not... I'm not denouncing it, but after a while, that becomes the substitute for the drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. See, there's a video I, I made early on on my website, and it's if you, if you need something to complete you, you're missing it. Yes, so true. Because completeness is in now. I'm not, on a, I'm not on, on a mission to save the world. I'm not on a mission to put love out into the world. I'm on a mission, to, not even on a mission. I just do what's in front of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've written over 1,500 articles okay. in a three-year period, and I post them every day okay. on Facebook, WordPress, Instagram, and yes. numerous other sites every day. And, and it's, it's not an attribute of Michael Kupo. Mm -hmm. It's an attribute of oneness, of stillness, because it arises. People say, how, how do you do that every day? It's not a struggle right. because it comes from my heart. I just write what's there. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is, you know. Yes. One day people will see the value of it because they really are all based in real-life situations. I tell people all the time, I'm a regular person. Mm -hmm. I have a job, you know, a wife, two kids. I have a house, you know, I, the roof leaks, the car breaks down, the daughter, you know, breaks up with boyfriends, my son, you know, get, gets in trouble. And, how do you maintain that of stillness and remain in the flow? That's the key, you know, yes. is to remain the instrument, you know, yes. Yes. To, to allow the universe to do what it, and, and you can only do that when you, you keep your head where your feet are, when you're present. Yes. So you yes. develop, you develop, you develop things that keep you present. Mindfulness practices, you know, mm -hmm. you, you watch your steps, watch your walking, you know, mm -hmm. use the breath. See, the moment you take a breath, you're, that's why somebody say they're going to hit a golf ball, you know, the, and they take a deep breath. The moment you take a breath, you're instantly present. Yes. You can't take a breath in the past and future. Right. You can't take a breath in the past or the future. It's impossible. Right. So you... And you're anchored. You're, you're in the moment. 
this is the only place life happens. But the conditioned mind, the conditioning, the distractions are so deeply, you know, interwoven in our existence that it causes our separation. It causes our separation from each other. So now I, I could look at you and if I'm, if I'm con conditioned, I look at you as black. But what does that mean? That's, but that's the nonsense. I, you know, and all the other nonsense that goes on because somebody is born in a different part of the world, all the separation, the Republicans, the Democrats, and I don't, you know, I don't get on a tangent about any of that stuff right, right. because it's all about oneness. And until we really see that, mm -hmm. nothing's going to change in our world. Yes. yes. You know, it's, it's very difficult because the the loving energy is present yes but the conditioned energy is, is very it's the masses it's very ingrained right like you know like, so like what we were saying about science like what like what we just said about the science this is not new quantum physics is not new science but very right. the, the masses mainstream is not aware that the reason they have um uh, a, a cell phone and a computer is due to quantum physics, which the fundamental of quantum physics is oneness. It's that we are all one, that is, everything is energy, and that energy is all interconnected. You know, right, all, there's no separation. Yes, there is no separation. And so this should be, like I said, a no-brainer, um, because look at all the technology we're using today. Right. Um, but it's not. It's not the masses that that's why it's like, and, and like you said, it's not their fault. It's conditioning, no. it's conditioning and they're, it's, it's their sleep. So for me, there's no judgment if they're unaware and asleep. It's like, I, I use the example of a baby, a sleeping baby. Now, if, if, if a baby's sleeping and unaware of what's happening around him, we're not going to like, we're not going to like, oh, that baby's bad. It's a baby. So right. that's how I look at humanity in the masses right now. It's still in its infancy, but it, it is gradually and slowly awakening to the truth and con awakening its consciousness to who it truly is, which is one with everything. And we, you touched upon religion for me. Um, one of the things, because I, I was brought up going to Catholic school in Newark, <laughs> started in Newark, but then mm. I was sent, sent away to Oakland, New Jersey. But, um, but in, so when I was in Catholic school, um, well, my dad was very strict and children are to be seen and not heard. So I'm going to mass and having religion every day, a young four or five years old. And I have all these questions that are not resonating with me out of, four-year-old like this doesn't make sense but I couldn't ask I was now forbidden to ask these questions but what for me traditional religion has God up there in the sky and us down here there's right, a, right. it separates us from God right when right I, when I understand it causes minute, separation yeah right. There's no separation from God. We are one with right. God. We are, uh, you could think of God as, a, as a, a little cell, like we're a cell in God's body and, and we can't be separated. Yes, go ahead. 
Right, right. You're never separated from your mother. Your mother is always your mother. Yes. yes. No matter what, she's always your mother. Mm -hmm. There's no separation. Right. Yeah, but it's not seen. You know? And then what, what really happens is you really start understanding what true love is. Most people don't know how to love themselves. You know, because if they did, they would never do something and say, why did I do that? You would never do it. You would understand that. You would never look in the mirror and say, I'm fat. It doesn't mean that you can't improve yourself, but you would love yourself and accept yourself exactly as you are. And not, one of the most important things to understand is the, 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 the moment you want something different, you are instantly discontented. That's the energy that becomes your life. The, the energy of discontentment. The moment you want things different. It doesn't mean you can't make improvements. Right. But attaching to needing that to for, for, for fulfillment is where the, the problems occur, you know. Because, well, when I get this, then I'll be happy. When this happens, I'll, all right, then. And you're always searching. You're always moving on the, to the next fulfillment. All right, I want this different. I want this different. I, one of the things I always say is when you when you can accept the red lights the way you do the green ones, then you'll know that you're <laughs> you're yes, doing yes, okay, you know. Yes, yes. Well, but it's no, difficult. Yes, yes. It, 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 you know, the reason it's difficult is because of the conditioning. Like you said, conditioning right. from parents, conditioning from teachers, conditioning from society, conditioning from religion, all right. condi all conditioning. conditioning. From the media, mass media, all this oh my, is, yes, all this is it's it, it's it's um it's unbelievable. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have a talent, like, and this is part of my thing is is that you know people, well, you know, well, are you going to write another book? Are you? No, I I don't have to write another book. I don't have to do anything. I don't need anything to be different. I sat with that because in the beginning what happened was is i was pushing pushing the book i think everybody who writes a book thinks it's the number one bestseller <laughs> so i'm so i'm pushing i'm pushing i'm i'm sending away to things i'm doing radio interviews mm -hmm. and there was something about it though that i was missing so i sat with it mm -hmm. and i realized that i was missing the journey I was, I made a destination and I sat with the fact, okay, I, I, I just put it down out there and I said, if somebody gave me $500,000 to write another book and if my book went on the New York Times bestseller list, what would really change? Mm. Mm. I would become a prisoner to society, to, to the world. And in the Bible, it says, be in the world, not of it. And that's what I learned. And I realized, and I realized at that time, I didn't need, I don't need anything. I'm not trying to become anything. I'm not trying to be anything. I don't need my book to be anything. I, I just do what's in front of me. And it's so free. It really is. Because it keeps that oneness. I'm not separate from anybody. You know, I, it, it's why I do what I do is to just try to, make people see it for themselves. I don't have any, I won't put a program together mm -hmm. because I don't want anybody to follow me. I don't have followers, you know, right. 
I have members of my, there's over almost 5,000 members on my, my Facebook page mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For, for my book. But they're members. There's, right. and, and I tell people, if you don't agree with what I write, go away. What do you, <laughs> well, don't read it well everyone exactly everybody has their own perspective and i i i see that because sometimes i look and i'm like my perspective can be very different than other perspectives but i say i respect like uh, i i don't claim to be of any one religion i have respect for all religions so whatever your belief right. whatever your perspective it to me there's that's where it, there's no right or wrong it is someone else's perspective no. might be different than my perspective but that that doesn't make that person wrong and me right or vice versa it's just okay now when when you understand and open yourself up to the truth of oneness you have an appreciation and respect for all beliefs for all perspectives even if they're not you're not meaning you don't get rid of your own you have your own because that comes from within oh we we just lost you off camera michael are you there okay, okay. now you're back okay all right so okay i'm not familiar with those iphones but now you're back yeah right. the 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 battery uh oh okay. I, well i thought it was charging but it, it wasn't so now ah, it is now it's charging okay yeah yeah sorry about that <laughs> that's okay yeah. Okay. Well, see, my, my what exactly what you're talking about? When I said before about people loving themselves, mm -hmm. see, I I learned early on that I was conditioned to do things a certain way, mm -hmm. and there was no way that around it, and it wasn't easy for for people to, to it's not easy for people to grasp that that adolf hitler just did what he was conditioned to do mm -hmm. everybody today my article was is uh the 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 title was it was um something like stop playing god everybody wants to make a judgment that this is this way that's that way and and everybody wants to play god but we don't know what's going on in the world we don't know existence what existence is really about so when i started understanding that i was only conditioned the way that i was and that's why i did what i did it was very freeing so if i'm not going to judge me no matter what you do you're only doing what you're conditioned to do it's not a right or wrong or good or bad thing but everybody wants to play god and put that label on it that, oh look at me! I'm not like that. I'm and and it and what all that does is that separating energy. See, there's so much separating energy in place, and people are just so unaware of it, you know. Yes. So that's kind of like what we have to do. Yes. Is show people that, and who gets it gets it, and who doesn't. It's okay. doesn't. It's not up to me. Right. And, and I always say, oh, even it's like using the, the baby that's sleeping. If the baby still sleeps and doesn't wake up, it's okay. It's okay. Right. So humanity is, is like a sleeping baby that's gradually some of some of the cells of the, the body of humanity are gradually waking up. And some are still staying, staying asleep, but there's no judgment. As, if you're asleep or awake, it's no right or wrong. 
it's no judgment. No. I, I always say that everyone is operating at their highest level of awareness. So like you use right. like you use Hitler as an example. He operated, he was operating at his highest level of awareness. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Conversations with God book series, but in book one of God Conversation with God, it says Hitler went to heaven. And when you understand this, you understand God. So right, yeah, right, that that's right. in 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 the first chapter or second chapter of book one of conversations with God, and I use that example a lot. That we're all operating, so there's no judgment because we're all operating at our highest level of awareness. Right, right. See, that was beautiful for me because, like I said, this was never my aspiration to do this, to be like this, or to write a book. Really. 10 years ago, the only thing I wanted was peace in my life. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted. What am I missing that I'm not at peace? And all this happened, but it, it's not a result of my thinking or my education. Or, it's a result of, of stillness, and this is what arose. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a beautiful place to be because it allows me not to attach to it. And not make this about anything, uh, you know, about having to save the world. And it just, I go about my, my business, you know, I go about my, my, my uh, awakening like everyday life. Mm -hmm. I have a regular job, so I, I don't have to depend on that, my book sales or to do anything for, right. for my income. So that helps out, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just so it, it's more about meeting people like yourself. And yes, yes, and share and sharing your story to help inspire. Same thing with this show. This radio show is totally nonprofit. I it, it costs very little to broadcast this show. So it's but it's not a source of income. It's a source of sharing and right. being able. Now we live in a world where I could do this from the comfort of my home office and share it with the world. So it's, right. it, it's, it's exciting. It's, we're living in. No, it is. It really is, you know, because yeah. you don't know, like, you don't know where it's going or, and it doesn't have to go anywhere. Right. You know, but it's just putting one foot in front of the other. It's always the present moment. It's yes. never about, uh, it's never about anything. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the inner discovery. Yes. It's really, it, what I always look at is, is what am I attaching to? Mm -hmm. What is blocking my energy from being more of the instrument? Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, that's what I'm always looking at. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look at me trying to play God, you know, that this should be this way. That should be that. No, just be still, be still yeah. and, and let life, let the energy do what it, it's going to do. Also, the, the quote from the Bible, which I love, be still and know that I am God. So in truth, we are all a divine aspect of God. So what that quote is saying is be still, quiet that mind, and know that you are God, but you are God of your universe. And but everybody else is also God of their universe. So there's no 
it's not it's not about god you know i'm god and i'm gonna judge you no because that you that other you is another you which is also a reflection of god we're all reflection of god so and and, and true i love the quote from the bible be still and know that right. i am god so that is beautiful yes 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 but i i use one go oh, go ahead i'm sorry no, I, was, I was just gonna say i love that i love that you touched about on enjoying taking to enjoy the journey because that's yeah. what life is. Life is a journey to be enjoyed. Because we're always saying, okay, I want this, I want that, I want the big right. house, I want the car, I want this, I want that. But anyway, so we're always uh, like, you know, like a hamster on the wheel and not yeah, you know, yeah. or a dog chasing his tail. But right, it's, right. it's about enjoying, it's not the destination. It's about enjoying, taking, being in the now moment. Right. Enjoying the journey. So I love that you had, you, you touched upon that. Oh, it's part of part of the issue is, is see, and you you touched on it before, and and it's all the difference in the world. Most of of the world is they're stuck in mental the mental mind, the mental fabrications that they make up. That's all part of the conditioning. Mm -hmm. And until you get to a point where you can see that. You don't see the oneness. You don't see truth. It's very hard to, like, people ask me, well, what's truth? What's this? What's... It's like I, I, one of the things I often say is, is you know, it, it, it talks about the Bible, about understanding, you know, not understanding, but the peace that passes all understanding. Yes. The problem is, is everybody's trying to understand it. <laughs> And it says surpasses all understanding. Yeah, they yeah. missed that part. But yeah. in truth. Oh, let me read another book to, right. to, to grab. Oh, let me sit and meditate so I can yeah. get. No. But actually, what that that phrase, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Of, of course, I first heard it in church, but I did. It didn't. I didn't get it at a heart level until I right. understood oneness. When I understood oneness from my heart, that there is no separation, separation is just an illusion, and that I am one with God and can never be separated from God. I am a divine aspect of God, and everyone and everything is a divine aspect of God. When I understood that, I understood the peace that surpasses all understanding. That, right, that, right. Yes. No, it's beautiful yeah. Yeah. because it, it, it's like, I, I don't explain truth. I don't explain God to people. You try to, people want an explanation of something you can't touch, taste, see, feel. Most people don't hear. Or, right, right, right. And how are you going to explain that? Truth. Mm -hmm. People have to, uh, there's, and, and I often say this, there's not versions of truth. There's versions of perception yes. of truth. But there really is only one truth, and that's love. That's really the only truth there is. And that's my definition of God. Un right. God is unconditional love. That's right. Mm -hmm. right. Nothing more. Nothing more. Mm -hmm. Nothing more. And mm -hmm. there, there can't be judgment. There can't, there, there just can't be judgment in, in, that 
that realm. But that has to be grasped on the heart level. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's why I do what I do, because most people are stuck in that mental fabrication of, of life being this way or that way. 99% of the people, like, I mean, it's the insights that I've gotten are unbelievable uh, of myself, you know, of seeing mm-hmm. myself always reaching for pleasure, 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 pleasure. And that's just all part of the distraction, you know. Right. Everybody likes the, the New York Yankees because they're winners. Everybody likes, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're winners. Everybody wants to be a winner, you know. Yeah. Nobody's going to take the last place team and say, well, that's mm-hmm. going to be my team. Well, my, my team, I'm not into sports at all, for real. But um, there is one thing, I, 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 I watch three football games a year. I, I watch when the Eagles play the Giants, because I wrote root for the Eagles, and the mm-hmm. Eagles almost always beat the Giants. It's just, it's just it. Is. And right, I, right. They, they just did it a week or two week, two Sundays ago. Eagles right. beat the Giants. I have my eagle hat. I have my eagle jersey. I have, I have eagle pajamas. I have an eagle blanket. <laughs> but those, that and the Super Bowl, the only three games I watch. But yeah, and I always feel, and I said the Eagles may not, they have never won a Super Bowl. And they may not, but I know the one thing the Eagles can do, they can beat the Giants. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's my little you know what you know what part part of the um whole the whole part of the whole issue with with the sports and with you know the the uh, music and movies and the enter it's an entertainment yes but people yes. make it like it's it's <laughs> do or die like it's real like uh, i mean oh and and the ego energy in place like you have the the oscars they they create these awards to pat themselves on the back and and see all that energy people don't get all that energy separates yes because they're the haves and the have not a lot of people you're born with a god-given talent to Mm -hmm. sing or dance or act or play an instrument and now when you make it who you are you separate yourself from somebody who doesn't have that energy. And right, that's like, something I want, you know? Right. I, I, understand I won't what do you're that. I I won't. Un- yes, I understand what you say. Now, for me, the whole thing with the Eagles and the Giants, it's just a fun, you know. If, if, if the, it's the fun. Giants, yeah, if, if the Giants happen to beat the Eagles, I, it's fun. Know, I never get upset. But I actually do. I'm a Yankee fan. Right. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a Yankee yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. And you feel you know, and then And they, yeah. they're they're going in the playoffs now, you know. Oh, okay. But I but it I but it doesn't that. but it doesn't affect my life. Exactly. It means it means it's entertainment. Exactly. I really watch it more so, Caroline, to have something to talk to people about. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because nobody wants to hear this stuff. <laughs> like my wife, my wife, my wife is not into this. Oh. Not you know I mean she supports me of, right, of course right, you know? right right but she's a good person right naturally right 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 but you know yeah. and it's not it's not for me to ch- right, you, right. you lead by example exactly. that's the key exactly so even if even if she's not into this quote unquote into this she I know she sees the change in you right. over the last right. ten years and I know she Correct. must appreciate. 
the change in you over the last yeah. few years. So it's right, because it's by example. Yes. Yeah. It's a, talk is cheap. Look, there's a lot of so-called spiritual people out there that are <laughs> are given their message. Right. You know? that, follow they, my program. Follow right. this. Do right. that. But are they living it themselves exactly? Because and that's not. Is it really the true message? See, yeah. I'm not. A, like I said before, I'm not. I'm not a positive, negative person. I'm stillness. Shh. Be still. And know that I am, you know. Right, right. Allow, allow the universe to work through you. Yes. Learn how to just be, and allow the universe to take you. See, that's what happened to me. I must have always been a writer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the, the the distractions, the creativity was so matted down, you know, that that I never realized it. Now, when my heart opened, the creativity just started flowing. Yes. And just because you love everybody, it doesn't mean everybody's going to love you back. <laughs> but also, and also understand uh, a lot of people are talking oneness, which is a great thing. But it's beautiful. But like you said, are you walking? Well, just not, you got to yeah. walk your talk. It's, yes. it, there's a big difference. And I could tell people, I could tell right away from somebody who it's in here in their head and somebody where it comes from the heart. Right. Because the heart doesn't want. The heart's not telling you to do anything. The heart's not, the heart just loves. That's all it does. Mm -hmm. it, it's, I share, I have a passion for this because I see the suffering. Yes. So all I want to do is share with people and maybe you get a couple, a person that, oh, wow, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that helped me. Yes. That's all you want to do. It's exactly. not, I'm not anything. I'm not anything special. I would, what happened, happened. That's, right. that's all. Right. That's the message. Right. You know, come learn how to be still, learn how to re, notice, become aware of the distractions that keep you in the bondage of self. Yes. And once the less that the, the self is in control, mm -hmm. Well, you naturally left mm -hmm. with, with love, yes. naturally. You don't have to do anything. See, the, the problem is, is that part of the problem is, is the thought of love isn't love. Mm. Yes. Well, I was going to say what you had touched upon before is self-love, which is truly all, everything comes from within. And when, right. you, when you learn to love yourself, look in that mirror and say, I, like you said, of course, if you want things to improve or change, that's fine. But um, like if you feel like you're a little overweight and you want to lose a few pounds, you want to start eating healthier, whatever. That's, that's fine. fine. But you yeah. look in, when you look in the mirror, you say, I love me now. And then you right. start from that love. Right. It right, all right. comes from that love. So please, right. do, Michael, please share with our listeners how they can follow you, um, follow your work, your website, share all of that good stuff with our listeners. Uh oh, Michael, I hope okay, you I have a website. Okay. It's uh oh, you're freezing a little. No, you were freezing a little bit, but I think you're back. Yes, please share your website. Oh, okay. That's okay. I have a website. It's www.mondayinyourmind.com. 
And there's links on there to all my writings and, and pages, Facebook, WordPress, link, LinkedIn, and I share on all my on, on all those pages. You know, you can follow. You can uh, become a member of my group on on Facebook. You could friend me. I mean, I get friend requests every day. You know, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. You know, awesome. And uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's just. What I, what I've been told, and I know it's just the way that my writings developed is, I get people to think. Okay. That's all I do. You know, mm-hmm. the, you have to that squirrel cage mind. Something. See, that's what happened to me when I passed that wedding that day. My mind stopped for that split second. Mm-hmm. And when in that space, when you start creating that space. That's when you start really seeing. That's when the heart opens, yes. and that's what the discipline of being in the moment and 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 sitting does. It allows you to create more space between your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It happens naturally. You don't actually do it, but the discipline, the incessant mind slows, and all of a sudden, you're not thinking in the same way. You're 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 just not. You're not looking in the mirror and, and saying I'm fat because what happens is, is even when you lose the weight, there's only going to be something else. Right, right. <laughs> there's always something else. It's well, never I, like it. Well, I have, to, I, I have to, as a witness, I can say, because I've gone up and down with my weight many times and I just mm-hmm. came down. I just, and I don't weigh myself, but I, I came down six sizes in six months just recently. And I can tell you, I feel the same as when I, you know, six months ago. I right, right, so, right. So, but exactly. I, I, I feel good. I do feel good about the progress and I'm good. Right. Of course. Yes. Of course. But, um, but I'm still the same person. Yes. Correct. But, right. Yes, 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 yes. Right. That's the real, real message is to, to really watch the attachment. See, I, I'm writing an article, um, now and it's everything crumbles mm. because everything is impermanent and one day just like that boom life is over everything changes that's life right. but yes okay um what i want to do i want to invite you and everybody that's listening to global oneness day which is hosted by humanity's team it's a free all day online telesummit and that is October 24th. It's a Tuesday, October 24th. And you can go to register for free it to globaloneness.org or just or just Google Global Oneness Day. It's all it's the eighth annual. This started in 2010, and I'm actually producing all of Global Women's Day with Humanities team this year, so I'm very honored to be producing it. But I, it's a free 12-hour webinar, and it'll be, if you miss any part of it, it'll still be airing for free for 48 hours after uh, Global Women's Day. Okay. So I want to share that with everybody. I want to thank you so much, Michael. And and yes, um, I'm definitely going to be watching, following you on Facebook and keeping in touch because that's how we met. We met on Facebook and we right, keep, right. keep in touch on Facebook. Well, thank you so much. I thank so- you.
too, Caroline. I so appreciate and I so enjoyed this this um, conversation. It's been wonderful. So peace um, to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we'll be uh -huh. we'll, we'll stay.